Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. It's time for another one-shot from Reckoning of the Dead. Our scenario is entitled The Hitchhiker. It was written by Noah Lloyd and Matt Bryan. I am your game master, and this is our fourth version of this scenario. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. The date is February the 20th of May, 1983. You live in Douglas County on the far edge of the city of Lawrence, Kansas. But it's really, it really takes about 30 minutes to get into the city proper. Your aging farm is surrounded by lush green wheat fields as far as the eye can see. All of it an even four foot tall. It's almost six o'clock, time for dinner. Your mother is busy in the kitchen. Your father is not yet home from work. Your granny Matilda is sitting in her wheelchair at the end of the table, a small stream of saliva dripping from her, the left side of her mouth. Granny had a stroke last year and has limited feelings in her left side. She can move her right side a little, but she needs to be helped with just about everything. She also can't communicate very well. What are you kids up to? I'm in my room listening to music very loudly. Okay. Brian, what are uh, you up to? Me? Um, looking at, a, you know, just magazines, you know, nothing that anyone needs to be you know, worried about. And Matt and Mark, the twins, what are you guys up to? Uh, I'm up to, yeah, I'm just finishing the last chapter of Granny Matilda's favorite book, Alice in Wonderland. I can tell she's enjoying it. Oh, so you're reading it to her? Mm-hmm, just on the last chapter. All right, so you're sitting next to her at the table. Mm-hmm. Have the little napkin out, dabbling at the little bits of spittle. Okay. And Matt? What a kiss ass. Um, I'm upstairs, uh, you know, right when the, uh, the lyrical parts start on my sister's uh, songs, you know, being the 80s, uh, I kind of just as loud as I can, you know, to make uh, make the track skip or whatever, uh, you know, throw off the the, the tape player there, uh, you know, so we can hear her uh, her hideous singing voice and we can rip on her at the dining room table tonight. Uh, Mom calls out, "Kids, get ready for dinner. Uh, I need somebody to come down and set the table." Got it. Frank's music louder. Those goes. Well, guess it's me again. Bald straight down the stars. Mark, you're such a good boy. Mm-hmm. I'm the best boy. I hear footsteps. Good. Someone else is doing it. Um, a few minutes go by and you hear, downstairs now. Get down here. Okay. Dinner's almost ready. I, uh, yeah. I don't leave yet. Mark, go up and find your brothers and sisters and brothers and sister get them down here nothing new new there ma and i head up and go to get them all right so you run up the stairs and the first room you come to is brian's room at the top of the stairs brian come on gotta help set the table what hey i told you to knock before entering this is my room. Okay. Leave hey, does he have the Kleenex? Does he have the Kleenex possible. and the tissues next to his bed there? I see he's reading. 
Yeah, the, the socks, they're standing by themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be uh, right there. Gosh. Heather, stop strangling cats and come downstairs. Oh, what, uh, Mark, do you want? Dinner's ready. Had to help set the table. Fine. So, yeah. Quickly wash my hands, head to the table. <laughs> um, so, as you guys are coming down the stairs, um, which you do rather quickly, uh, then your mom yells out, uh, slow down. You're going you're gonna to trip on the stairs and kill yourselves. Nah. Set the table. Get, get things ready. Your dad's going to be home soon. Um, Brian, I'd say Brian and Heather do a psychology role on your mom. Okay. Psyching out mom. <laughs> One. Well, very nice. Both of you can tell because this is routine. It happens every single day. Mom's either pissed or upset about something. Um, you look over at the table. I mean, you look over at the, the, the kitchen. It doesn't seem like there's anything going wrong in the kitchen. Um, but your dad's not home yet. And he's usually pretty prompt um, to be here you know, before dinner is ready. Um, but she keeps stopping and wringing out the towels and looking out the window. Or where is he? You all right, Mom? I'm sure Dad will be home soon. Uh, just, just you no. Know, are you? Did you wash your hands? Yes, I washed my hands. Um, Holly, do a spot hidden. No. Nope. Uh, Brian, do a spot hidden. All right, spotting the hidden. Uh, no way. That's an 87. Okay. All right. So you guys are sitting there. Um, you've set the table. Uh, Mom is starting to dish the food up. Uh, she, uh, she says, you know, take your seats. Um, I'm hoping your dad will, will come. And you can see suddenly there's bright lights coming through the kitchen window, uh, the headlights of the car as it's uh, pulling up into the drive. Dad's and she home. says, oh, thank God, there he is. Um, she goes over to where he, uh, to the, the front door uh, and opens it. And you guys notice that she looks rather um, surprised as she's looking out the door. And dad suddenly comes up sort of kicking the dust off of his boots as he steps through the door. And uh, he says, uh, he says, we uh, have a guest. And uh, your mom sort of stands there with her hands on her hips. And she's like, um, hello. And uh, a gentleman steps through the door. He's wearing a coat. He's got boots on. Uh, he's Looks like he's maybe in his mid thirties uh, and pretty unkempt, you know, uh, straggly sort of half beard and uh, has a, a large brown suitcase. 
as he steps in. Your father, Paul, he says, uh, he says, uh, I uh, picked this guy up on the road. Uh, he's out of luck traveling. And uh, uh, I, I picked him up to give him a ride. I'm going to take him into Lawrence tomorrow. But I figured I uh, might as well give him a, a decent meal. Um, your mother turns around and goes over to the, the, the kitchen. You can tell she's kind of pissed. And I'd like you all to do idea rolls. Uh, that's a hard. That, what is that, intelligence? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I failed. Um, probably too focused on boobies and stuff as a 16-year-old. I failed. Okay. So those of you who passed, it's not very much like your dad. Your dad's not exactly a charitable person. Um, you've certainly never known him to just pick up a stranger on the street. Uh, it's not streets, they're roads. But uh, you also know that dad's not somebody you want to cross. Hmm. Um, so he's like, you know, what's for dinner? Uh, Mom tells him whatever it is. Uh, you can, uh, Heather and Brian, once again, you have a chance to do a spot hidden roll. All right, stop thinking about boobies. Stop thinking about boobies. And um, may I spend four luck? Sure. Okay, spending four luck. Um, as you're standing there sort of surveying everything that's going on, uh, your hand rests on the counter for a moment and you see that there's a newspaper that's sitting there. You look down at the newspaper and there's an article glaring up at you. Obviously your mom uh, was reading it. Uh, this is what it looks like. Quintuple homicide. Residents of Douglas County were shocked this morning to learn of a gruesome quintuple homicide near Lawrence. Pleasantville residents Kenneth and Faith Grant and their three children, Tommy, age 10, Mary Lou, age seven, and three-month-old baby Christy tied up, brutalized, and murdered by what is to believed to be by what is believed to be a gang of escaped convicts. The perpetrators of this heinous crime are still at large. Residents and their neighbors are cautioned to be wary of any groups of suspicious looking men. Damn, dude. Now you can guess what mom was upset about. <laughs> um oh. You don't know these people, but they're literally probably five miles from where you are. Um, Does my so dad own a gun? <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, he probably does. Probably a shotgun. Uh, of course, it would be locked up somewhere in the house. Um, so uh, your your mom says, "All right, here's dinner. Let's everybody, you know, get get together around the table." And she sort of makes room for this guest. Um, you probably don't say grace in this family, so you just you the the food is served and you all sit down and uh, you begin to eat. Um, Dad is not very talkative. Uh, he's just gone silent and he's eating his food. Um, but I'd like you all once again to do spot hiddens. Uh, 
Sorry, that linoleum flooring is just so fascinating. Uh, that's a regular pass. Okay. Yeah, it's a regular as well. Okay. Uh, Mark, you probably noticed more than Matt, but you both noticed. Um, Grandma Matilda seems upset. Um, she's, you know, she had a stroke. She doesn't comprehend things very well at times. And she seems to be upset by the breaking of the routine uh, that there suddenly is a stranger at the table. Um, she's looking at him with, um, I don't know what you'd say, uh, suspicious eyes, okay. you know, like who the hell is a strange person sitting at our table? Um, and you can tell, you know, her, her hand twitches and uh, she seems a little less, you're helping her eat her meal. She seems a little less interested in eating. Who um, specifically is helping her? I am? Or? Uh, Mark. Mark. Mark tends yeah, to be the guy who likes to take care of her. Here, I get the chocolates at the end of the day and you don't. She has chocolates? You got plenty of chocolate on that nose. Nice. Yeah, maybe it's chocolate. Some? I don't know. You want to come get me a kiss and lick it off? <laughs> Ew. So, so uh, I was go going to say, it's a dad. How, how was work? Uh, Work was fine. Same as always. Eat your food. Yes, sir. Brian, are you doing anything good lately? Yes. Make out with all the boys lately? <laughs> Likewise. The so, phone uh, rings. Friend's name. Whoops, I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, yeah, Dad, uh, who, who's your friend? Now, don't you worry about that. Don't you bother this man. Um, the, the man sort of looks up a little and sort of looks at you all, and he says, name's Chuck. Chuck, huh? Is that short for Charles? Now, boy, I told you not to bother this man. He's had a hard life. Just I can up. relate. I was just asking him a question. Um, phone rings. Uh, and uh, who wants to jump up and answer it? I'll jump up and answer it. All right. Brian, you jump up and answer it. And on the other end of the phone uh, is a, a boy's voice. Uh, you recognize it as... Uh, Heather's current boyfriend. Current. Yeah. Uh, is uh, is Heather there? Uh, who's calling? <laughs> I'm looking really quick. John Smith, homebrew dude. What's on your cheat sheets? Um, Rick. It's, oh, it's Rick, right? Oh, put her on, Brian. Yeah, she, she, we're having family dinner. You know, that's what we do as a family. We, we have strong family values. Uh, I know uh, you can't relate. Holly, you can hear that. Is that Rick on the phone? Give me the phone, you dweeb. What? Why are you even hanging out with that loser? Just, God, mind your own business. Get a girlfriend instead of your hand. Hey, I have girlfriend. 
Hey, Rick. Oh, Heather, uh, I, I got something. Uh, we're in trouble. What's wrong? Um, you know that uh, the money's missing. The, the money that I had to pay for the stuff. Whoa, that's a bummer. Uh, no, it's not do? a bummer. These guys are these guys are crazy. This guy, if if anybody shows up, you know, don't talk to him. Don't that this is bad news. I don't think worry, that, hit uh, it. No one's gonna find it, baby. It's I, good. It's I fine. think that maybe. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna come by there tonight. We might have to make a run for it. What a run for it? Rick, I thought this was just like, I thought you were just messing around with some guys or something. Parents can't hear what you're talking about, can they? Oh, uh, no, no. What time are you coming tonight? I'll be there about midnight. Ugh, fine. Kind of figure out what to do. All right, bye. Me hangs up. All right, so you guys are still sitting around the table, or Heather comes back to the table. Heather looks a little shaken. Somebody got dumped. Well, that's good. That guy's a loser. And remind me again, Brian, what's your girlfriend's name? Rosie, right? Isn't it Rosie? Rosie Palmer. Pamela, Pamela yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Does, she I goes to a different school, too. right? Like, we haven't heard of her. That's right. Mm, goes to a, mm -hmm. She goes to a modeling school in Europe. Han modeling school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fouling this. Like, she'll be so <laughs> Okay. So, uh, mister, you, you like a... You just traveling or something, or what, what boy, I told you to stop asking questions. Just, well, just mind your own. Finish up the dinner. Get homework or chores or something to do afterwards. Just curious, Paul. Um, Dad turns to Mom and he says, um, "This, uh, this fella here needs to stay overnight." And Mom almost jumps out of her chair. And. She says, can I talk to you in the other room for a minute? And he's like, oh, just fix up a spare bedroom upstairs. And we'll put him up for the night. We'll be gone in the morning. That's next uh, to my bedroom. Ew. Anyways, um, dad and the stranger stand up and uh they walk away from the table into the other room and dad says you kids finish up and then uh go to bed like seven <laughs> uh yeah dad we'll, we'll do that we'll go to bed at seven like we always do uh mom mom looks at you all um mark take take grandma to her room she looks upset and um you kids too i want you to go upstairs and i need to talk to your dad about this yes ma'am come on grandma all right 
So Mark, with with a great deal of effort, but you're used to it. You you wheel her. She's in a in a wheelchair. You wheel her into her bedroom, and you help her get into bed. Uh, and she does seem upset that uh, this didn't go as smoothly as it does every night. Uh, and then you you go upstairs with her, unless you want to talk to her. Um, just a question for the keeper. Um, Grandma has com is completely mute, like she can't talk at all. She can make noises, but yeah, she's lost her ability to speak. Oh, okay. she understands you though when you're when you're talking to her. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm obviously not going to role play it out because I don't want you to make noises in response. But I'll just sit there and try to comfort her and reassure her about the uh, guest coming into the house. Okay. Um, for for a few minutes, she seems a bit distracted, and then she sort of motions for you to go. To uh, do what your dad said. Yeah. Okay. I'll tuck in her. Or you what your mom said. Yeah. Tuck um, in her blanket and then head downstairs. All right. Or head so to the bedroom. You, so you guys all head upstairs. What would you like to do? So I'm back. I'm, we're all upstairs now. Yeah. And that dude is in the guest bedroom. The well, he's currently downstairs with dad. But uh, after, uh, as you're up there, um, you can hear mom and dad kind of get into a bit of an argument downstairs. Oh, so we don't even need to like surreptitiously walk down the stairs to try and hear anything? You could probably hear it pretty well. I mean, she's upset that, you know, he's invited strangers into the house and there's this thing that's happened uh, just five miles over uh, with the murderers. And here he is. She, why would you invite a stranger into our home anyway? And Dad seems pretty adamant about, don't worry, it's nothing like that. He just needs a place to stay. And after maybe 10 or 15 minutes, she comes sort of storming up the stairs to make the guest bedroom up. So I'm going to uh, go over to Mark, Matt, and Heather and think, hey, bullshit aside for a sec. Um, this is really weird. Like, I don't really. like that guy. He is gross. I, I, I bet he's a hitman and that briefcase is full of money and dad's in on it. Oh my god, Mark. He's obviously just a hobo, but he's gross. You don't know that. You read okay, too we, much. I agree with Heather. You don't read enough, girl. I just can't believe they're making us go to bed at seven, man. This is bullshit. We're not going to bed. We're going well, to pretend we're going to bed like we've done before. And we're going to stay up because something's up. Where are you upstairs? You're obviously all in the same room. Whose room? Uh, could be in my room. Okay. And you guys know that's weird. Like, I never invite you into my room. It's my room. And like, and now all the bullshit's gone. So like, okay, this is fucked up. Well, what are you proposing that we do, Brian? Do you know where Dad's gun is? Well, oh. I think it's still in the. I don't know if he actually bothered to lock it up or if he just put it in the linen closet, like he usually does. He's probably got a gun case on the wall, but it's locked. Glass or solid? <laughs> Probably glass in the front. But there's well, just the one shotgun in there. And I know where the shells are? Probably. I mean, you could probably find them easy enough. It's just, you know, in case there's coyotes or 
or something outside. So it's not really a, it's not like for hunting or anything like that. Was it just like a varmint rifle or something? Kind of, yeah. You still don't want to get hit by a varmint rifle. No. But I understand what you're saying. It's not like a one and done, the person's going to go down. I get you. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about getting dad's gun. I mean, I don't know. That's in case of worst case scenario. I am sleeping next to this freak, Matt. Okay. I, for one, do not. Dude, our closet is like, our closet literally touches his. Oh, wait. Yeah. Why don't we list, you know, I mean, we can scope this dude out. Listen, the porch, you know, the porch connects over to the window he's in, and we can listen in, you know. If he stayed in the guest bedroom, we could listen to him through the closet. You know, it's not like, I mean, if I I don't know. Dad's probably just trying to make up for being such an asshole his whole life. You know, (laughs) seriously. That's not wrong. What if you do one better? Why don't you just very quietly, it's just drywall. We can patch it up. That's easy. Cut some peepholes in. See what's what. Uh, what have you been watching, Brian, yeah, you, with you your peepholes? Serious. I stories, you know, and I, I, as I say stories, um, I'm not the keeper, but it's like I, my, uh, my eyes dart to underneath my pillow. And they're just corners of these magazines that are just sticking out. Look, Brian, just because mom and dad caught the hole in your room doesn't mean we are in on it too. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, we're gonna get a lot more trouble for poking holes in through uh, through the drywall than you got in for poking holes through your uh, pillowcase there. So, I mean, it, I, I don't know, man. I mean, seriously, it's like I said, it's probably just a hitchhiker, right? Everybody, do hey, idea roll. Intelligence idea roll. Oh wow, that's an extreme success. Just, just made it because I'm a fucking moron. 49. <laughs> well, Mark, I guess, especially. Um, I mean, this is your guys' house. You know it pretty well. Uh, Mark and Matt have occasionally climbed out their windows and walked along the, the, the slanted roof of the house and peeked in or scared you guys or, you know, done things like that. So you can move around the outside of the house on the second story and peek in windows. But also directly, uh, the, the guest bedroom looks out over the front of, uh, of the house uh, and directly across from the house is the barn. So from the second story of the barn, you can literally look right into the window of the guest room. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a ways away, but you could still do it. But if the lights are out, can you still see in? Or? No, well, the lights are out. Yeah. Yeah, if the lights are out, he's sleeping. I mean, yeah, and I'm, I'd imagine that there's been, uh, at 14, there's been a couple opportunities for us to sneak out through the window and, I don't know, hang out and stay up late in the barn or something. You guys you know? do all that sort of mischief. Yeah, yes. if we're supposed to be going to bed this early, I'm thinking I just wait, we wait until mom, mom and dad go to bed and I'm, uh, you know, I'll grab some comic books or something and just hang out in the barn. I mean, I don't really want to pretend I'm asleep with the lights off all night, you know? I mean, as much as I hate your guts, you know, Brian, and I mean, Heather, you're all right sometimes, but uh, why don't we just, you know, if you guys are worried about this, I mean, 
dad can take care of mom. You know, I'm sure he wouldn't have anybody over here if he was worried about it or something, you know, why don't we just go hang out in the barn? You know, wait till everybody's asleep. Not bad idea. Do you reckon we can make it out? I mean, we, yeah, we do it enough. Just wait till we hear the snores from mom and dad's room. We'll be good. Heather, Trey. I, I know we, you know, bullshit each other a lot, but you're my sister. Do you, I, where do you feel safe? Do you, do you want to be in the barn? No, I don't. The barn's gross and dirty and it smells bad, okay? I really don't want to barn. be in the barn. Why can't we just, like, creep outside this guy's window from the roof of the porch or something? Okay. I'll if you're volunteering, you go just, ahead, Heather. Just don't blast your music, so you know that way we can hear if anything's happening. Uh, now you hear footsteps, heavier footsteps coming up the stairs, and you—they uh, the, the floors in your house are wood, so pretty much if people move around in the house, you can you can hear them. Um, they move uh, down past Brian's room, uh, past Mark's room to the guest room, and. Uh, you can sort of hear a, a little low bit of conversation, but you don't know what the words are. Uh, but you hear the door close to the guest room and your father and mother going back downstairs, at which point you can start to hear more arguing uh, from downstairs. It's not, not loud, but you know you can hear that occasional, you know, a little bit of anger. Dad doesn't sound like he's having any of it, so he's made his decision. And mom will just have to live with it. Men. Uh, so the man is now in the room. In the the man's now in, his, in the guest room? Mm -hmm. Ryan, go, go, go look in his window. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do something else first. And... Uh, Give me one second. I got a message, Tom. Um, do, 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 do. do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I am uh, gonna leave the room, go to the guest room, and just you know, the door's closed. Uh, it is closed. Um, do you want to actually do this privately? Then that's what I was asking you. I mean, they would be able to hear you from the other room. Oh, then don't worry about it. Uh, so what do you do? I, I knocked on the door. I don't know if you could hear that. Like, knock, knock, knock. Uh, there is no answer. Hey, uh, mister. Mister, I got a business proposition for you. Uh, there's no answer. I'll just call. I'll give you a hundred dollars to leave now. Oh, let's see. Um, voice comes from downstairs. Brian, 
Yes. Who are you talking to? Myself. You should call a psychiatrist. Don't bother the guest. I would never. Okay, you guys all can hear that through the doors. <laughs> Brian, I meant go out the window and look in the window. Really? Well, gee, you said that in English. I don't know that language. I was trying to do something easily. Most don't people have respond bucks. to money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. No, maybe you do. I was willing to give up my meager life savings to save our lives. Selfish me. Brian, I have a question. Yes. Why are you such a dweeb? Wow. You know what? I'm not even going to respond to that, but some snipe remark. Good. Come back. I love you all. I'm going to go stay on the porch, stay up all night, because I'm trying to be responsible. So, good night. Oh, and one last thing. Heather, go fuck yourself. So I go to the porch and I'm just like, I'm manning up. I'm going to watch this guy. You know why I probably didn't work? Because if he's a hitman, $100 is nothing. I think when he goes out the window, um, uh, he would have to go out through our bedroom uh, window, correct? To get to the, uh, to, to be able to look through the uh, That's That's correct, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it would be hilarious if we locked the uh, locked the window on him. So when he tried to get back in, he got stuck outside and he got busted by mom and dad. But probably toss his room again and steal all his hustlers. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, hustlers. No. So yeah, I'm gonna lock the window after he uh, leaves, goes out, so he gets popped. Okay. Well, is Brian going out the window? I thought I already left at this point. So okay. Okay. I'm just thinking of myself being like, all right, I'm manning up. The others are just, you know, messing around. They're, they're all right. And then I just see the window closing. It's like, what the fuck? All right. Well, you go out the window and uh, you have to sort of go along the side. You, you've got about actually about three feet wide. Uh, okay. to the edge of the house, so it's not that big of a deal, but it is slanted. Um, you creep slowly along. There's a little bit of a turn that you have to make around a corner, and you scoot forward. Now, currently, it's about 7.30. Um, it's May, so I would say that it's dusk right now, that the, the, the sun is just about to dip below the horizon, or it just has. The sky is red. Um, Actually, probably looks really pretty. Uh, but uh, what uh, I'm, I'm going to say, you're about a foot away from the window. What are you going to? T- how are you going to approach this? How dark is it inside? Is it pitch black? I mean, well, no, the lights on inside the window. Can I see anything yet? Well, you're like I said, a foot away from the window. I so see. I, I want to know if you're going to peek or if you're going to. How you're gonna how you're gonna look inside? Well, it, my thinking is is that if you peek at high head level, that's uh-huh. more obvious versus where 
if you get lower and try and peek, even if you get caught, if you get away fast and be like, oh, I guess it was a cat or something. They don't, they just saw that something was moving. So is it possible to get crawl and peek around? Yes, you can get down on your hands and knees and do it. I'll man up and crawl on my hands and knees. I'm the responsible one. Hey, did you hear him talk about that hundred bucks? We, we, he's locked out now. Uh, uh, Mark, watch out! I'm gonna toss his room. I'm, I'm, I'm getting that Benji. Wait, not before you go. You heard the guy's name, right? His name's Chuck. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you reckon the chances are that that's uh, that's Chuck? Dude, he's in. Yeah, he's in jail. What are you? What are you two what? talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get that hundred bucks. Uh, I just kind of Mark, who's Chuck? Story character. Sweats, but it's visibly. All right, Brian. Uh, you get down on your hands and knees, and you scooch forward, and you you very carefully poke your eye so that you can see into the corner of the window. The guy is just standing in the middle of the room. Facing towards the window? Facing towards the window. Just sort of looking blankly out the window. Does he blink? His suitcase is on his uh, uh, bed uh, okay. but it's unopened um does he blink no oh, oh, you sit there so for crazy. a few minutes staring and yeah he doesn't blink and you're almost afraid that he might see you so you move really slowly you know so that if you move quickly he might notice well everyone knows hobo's vision are based on movement and alcohol so so you're there for a good two minutes and he doesn't blink what do you do and he doesn't seem to move uh okay um all right i am going to uh actually uh just stop with the sneaking and just approach the window and tap on the glass all right. So you, you stand up and you tap on the glass? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, when you do that, then he blinks and he moves forward towards the window and sort of points at you. But he doesn't say anything. And then I take out five 20s out of my pocket. And I'm, like, and I'm now pandemining here. Like, to you, if you... He just stands there staring at you. And then I'm going to do like the thing where it's like, hello. Nothing. Hello. Nothing at all. Am I able to open the window? Uh, no, it's locked. Darn. Modern technology. Okay. Um, confounded locking windows.
I'm gonna have a staring contest. He wins. <laughs> All right. The rest of you, you guys noticed that uh, Brian's been gone for a good five or six minutes now. Yeah, I couldn't find that money. I think he's bullshitting. Um, oh, wait, Matt, you were going to check his room. Yeah. Um, how thoroughly are you going to toss it? I, I mean, it, I locked the window. So he's not getting back in. I mean, unless I hear mom or dad come up the stairs. I mean, you know. All right. Um, do a spot hidden. All right, big bucks. No, wait, all right. What is that? I know it's a pass, but what kind of pass? Okay, yeah, that's all. Okay, I'm going to spend three luck to give it a hard success. All right. Well, the first thing you find, probably the first thing you were looking for is his dirty magazines. Um, you find quite a few of them. Um, most of them tucked deep into underneath his mattress, so they don't, they're not easily found. Uh, but you find those there. That's not big news to you. You and Mark have already been sneaking in there when he's at school and peeking at his dirty magazines. Um, Lola. You know, and uh, so you decide to check his closet, and uh, he's got a lot of the regular things. Uh, you've got a hard though on your on your thing. You're looking around, and at first you don't pay much attention to his shoes, but at one point you look down and you're like, that shoe looks awfully fat for some reason, and. Uh, Get down there and you take a look at it, and there is a rolled up wad of cash inside the shoe. Yep, uh, uh, I'm grabbing it. Um, My stinky life savings. Looks like it could be uh, 500 bucks. Whoa. All right, so I'm going to put. Uh, all but like 20 or 30 um, in my pocket. And then I'm going to walk into the bedroom and uh, hold out like the three tens that are left and like, all right, here, Mark, uh, Heather, let's split it up. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. He doesn't have a job, seriously. He's going to go to mom and dad, you know, about his money. Come on. All right, so Brian, what are you doing? You've been out there nearly 10 minutes. I flip the guy the off, be like, you're fucking weird. And then I, I try to go back inside. Okay. Uh, you get back over to the window and you see the three of them giggling in the bedroom uh, about something and the, and the window won't open. Open the what the fuck? Hey, hey, Dad! It sounds like there's a raccoon uh, in the gutter again. <laughs> Dad. Um, you can hear some creaking from the floors downstairs. Um, I'm gonna hurry up and jump in bed. I'll climb up onto the roof. 
Well, you are on the roof. <laughs> Look, I went to school in Florida. We get confused by maps. Uh... Um, from here, actually, you can get back to your bedroom window if you go along the side of the house. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. Um, do a luck roll to see if you left your window open. I'm pretty dumb. I probably didn't. So that's a 58. No, wait. That's the tens place. That's a very much a fail. Okay. Uh, your next choice would be uh, let's see. Mom and Dad's room. Uh, you can do a, a do a luck roll to see if their window is open. You're now walking all the way around the outside of the house. Did you want to do a okay. luck roll to see? Yeah, okay. I was just thinking how 16-year-old me would handle this versus my character. Very different. You could jump off the roof. Why jump when you can dive? Well, because jumping won't kill you. It's only 10, 10 feet off the ground. Yeah, that's also a fail. Okay. Well, you can continue to Heather's room. You've gone all the way around the house, or you can jump off. No, I'm actually going to uh, just knock on my parents' window. Okay, nobody's in there. They're not in. Oh, see, that's me not falling. They're downstairs. They're downstairs. About to get the shotgun and come outside and kill the raccoon. <laughs> that would be a turn of events. If Mark and Matt are diving into their beds, I'm just going back to my room. Okay. Well, let's just say after a few minutes, uh, Brian is suddenly staring in at you through his through the window. Oh my god! Looking, looking really sad Brian. and angry. I thought you were the gross hobo. God. No, I'm the other gross hobo. All right, man. Come on, get in here. So I opened it up and uh, let him in. Are you in her room? He's all the way around at Holly. Oh, I thought bed. you meant he was in her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'm He's in bed. In Heather's room. Mm-hmm. Are you going to let him in, Heather? Yes, I'll let him in. All right, you'll let him in. I'll go to my room, and the first thing I check is my periodical collection. Right. You're not going to tell anybody about what you saw? What? He's just staring. Okay. You yep, your periodicals all seem to be in place, except maybe they shifted around a little. Uh-huh. And my footwear? Yeah, your money's missing. My money's missing. Okay. Let's talk... Um, about the uh, doorknobs this place has. Is it a typical interior doorknobs with the hole in the center? Correct. Okay, I get a paper clip and oh, eeny, meeny, miny. Go and you are not. I go to Mark. Go to... Well, Mark and Matt are in the same room. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go to their room. Is there a door lock? Uh, probably not. Okay, I don't knock. I just mm -hmm. enter, turn on the light. <laughs> we got you, dude. Where's my money? What money? Wait, come on, man. You don't actually have a hundred bucks. What's going on with that creep next door? 
Where's my money? Ask the creep next door. Yeah, seriously, dude. Maybe he was in your I take a risk for all of us. Because that guy is really creepy, right? And you think that's a good time to steal from your own family? That's it? Is that what it is? What do you mean? Like, is he, what do you mean he's like real creepy? Like, what's. He's just a dude. I'm giving you 10 seconds to give me back my money. Or I'm going to shit on your fucking bed. Where is my money? <laughs> I, I'm thinking that at 14, it's probably really hard to, you know, play dumb. So. Uh, Especially with somebody who's starting with you to sweat a little bit or something, you know. <laughs> it's like also not, bucks, it's, it's also not unprotocol for him to pin you to the bed and beat the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my, you know, the big brother. But uh... <laughs> all right, Mark, fess up. Give him, give him the money. What you give him the money? Damn it! All right, all right. So I, uh, I reach into my back pocket and I try to pull out, you know, three quarters of it or something and, you know, leave a little <laughs> bit behind, you know, and just hand in this. It's, like, it's all kind of round, wound into a wad. Oh, yeah, so. but I peeled some money. I peeled some money off. To, right. Uh, but the one in your back pocket still. Oh, it's still, it's still all rounded. All right. Well, busted. All right. So I guess I'll hand it to him. Looks like uh, everybody else. Uh, looks like I made 10 bucks. So that's still a lot for 14. But uh, yeah, so I'll hand him the roll. I was like, dude, how'd you get that money anyway, man? Seriously, are you like selling the reefer or something? I did it by trying to help someone. And you don't need to get involved with that. Oh, look, Brian, you dropped all this money here. Look, it was it was right behind you. Gotta be careful with those loose pockets. Yeah, that sounds good. There's a time for bullshit and a time to fuck off. Guess what? Guess you know, guess where we are with that. All right, so what'd you see, man? Like, uh, is this dude like a vacuum cleaner salesman or what's up? He's not right. He's just standing in the middle of the room, staring, not blinking. Like he's a thousand miles off. Didn't even look like he was breathing, for God's sakes. I and mean, then, do, we need to, do we need to go talk to dad? Good luck with that. I don't know what's up with him. All of a sudden, you know, dad would usually talk about, you know, what's going on in the plan or, or, or baseball. And now all of a sudden it, it, it's just good boob. Yeah. But I mean, this dude's act, this dude's acting like super creepy. I mean, if we go talk to him, I don't know, man, this is, I, I don't know. We're just kids, dude. Why don't we go get mom and dad? This is weird. Look, I'll stand there with you. I don't think anything good's going to come of it. Uh, Mark, what do you think? I'll be right back. And I'm going to go secret my money into a non-footwear location. Okay. Uh, so Heather and Brian are both out of the room. So I'll turn to Matt and say, Matt, but, but what if this is the Chuck? What if he broke out of prison? I mean... I don't know. I mean, he's locked up for a, a long time. I mean, don't they have like guns and stuff? Uh, uh, what was the name we used for the for the letters? What was her name? Uh, did we get a name, Tom? You can come up with something. Oh, I can go with something. <laughs> uh, 
Siri Gene. Okay. Uh, why don't? And by this point, I'm back. Like, who the fuck is CD Jane? Uh, I thought it was, was not only me and Matt in the room. It yeah, was. It. Okay. Well, I went to my room. Brian's a sneaker. <laughs> oh, <all> right. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to keep any secrets in this house. Right. Well, what about this? Is his name is Chuck Malone, right? What right. if? What if us one inadvertently says to him, Mr. Malone? And if he responds to that, it, it's him. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to get him to talk to us first, I think. Um, all right. So I'm going to go out into the hallway and just knock on the door. Tap, tap, tap. Uh, hey, Mr. Malone, is that you? Uh, do you need anything? Do you need a glass of water before bed? There's no response. We've got huh. a letter from Sadie Jean here. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Who, who's Sadie Jean? Shh, 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 shh. Wait, 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 wait. No response. I offered this creep $100 to get the fuck out of here. He did nothing. Don't worry about it, Scarface. Jeez. Um, I mean, Heather, maybe you, Heather, bed, you I mean, can hear stuff going yeah, on in the hallway. Like, I'm, what are you doing? Saving the family. He's just in his room. What are you all doing? There's noise from downstairs, and, and you can hear uh, footsteps coming towards the stairs. They sound a little angry. <laughs> and uh, you can tell Dad's coming up the stairs. Fuck. All right, come on. It's the, it's the kid's scramble. You know the scramble. Yeah, bald straight to bed. Okay, so about all that he gets to say is, get the hell to bed. And as you guys all slam your doors and... <laughs> disappear into your rooms. And I'll just pretend to be praying in my bed. Dear Lord, please. Well, he doesn't open your door. He just... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, he found it the hard way. He didn't answer. I don't think that's him, dude. We might as well just, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, I think it's flashlight and barn time. I mean, this dude's acting weird. Dad's obviously staying awake. It's not this, you know, it's not Chuck. You know, I mean, he definitely would have been pretty pissed off. He probably would have come out if it was him. You know, I mean, yeah, he Brian said he was acting weird, but I mean, Brian's pretty weird. So what the hell does he know? You know? So, yeah, I think I'm going to grab a, a flashlight and like a bedroll and, and just wait till it gets a little darker to head for the barn for an up for an all nighter. You know? Yeah, I'll uh, put our pillows underneath the blankets so it looks like. If a parent were to peek in, it looks like two little boys sleeping. Matt, Mark's always the one covering for the uh, shenanigans. <laughs> all right. Um, so you're you're all in your bedrooms. You're not necessarily sleepy yet. Um, what are you doing? Uh, Heather, Reading. what are you up to? Um, packing a bag. Okay. Mark and uh, Matt, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I think we're, uh, you know, whatever uh, comic books or, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm guessing comic books, um, getting uh, like a flashlight, making sure we have batteries, 
uh, grabbing, uh, you know, a pillow and blanket and some long johns, some warm clothes for, you know, the barn trip. Okay. And Brian, you said reading? Yes, the, the periodicals for the stories. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, all right. The evening wears on. Uh, do you want to do anything uh, before, let's say, 10 p.m.? I think it, by 10, it's probably dark. So that's. Oh, yeah. Probably, it's dark. Yeah. That, as soon as it's dark enough, I think uh, Matt and Mark are going to try to head off the uh, out the window and off the porch and hang out at the, you know, move to the barn, you know, for um, the. Before uh, that, can I try to go back to the room to talk to them? Sure. Yep. All right, so their door's closed? Uh, yes, and by this time, mom and dad have come upstairs and they are in their room. Okay. As far as you know. So I'm gonna, you know. So you I'm have to assume, be. I'm careful. sorry? You have to be careful walking on the squeaky floor. All you do is you put on like three pairs of socks. Okay. So triple socked. All right. You have and any then, socks left then, Brian? Shut up. <laughs> That's what they're more like cast. They're more like casts at this point. No, they're more like those hospital socks. All right, anyways. And I'm gonna assume, like, you know, uh brothers, like they have like a secret knock where it's like Of course. Right. And uh, just like, you know, slowly, quietly open it up, like, all right, Mark, Matt. You guys, you said something about prison. What the fuck are you two talking about? Uh, Mark looks over at Matt for the should we tell him look. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's not him anyway. Like, we already, we already tried, you know. Not okay, so, look, because it was really funny, and you have to trust me in the funny part, uh -huh. we, we got in contact with this... Uh, uh, this man in prison. What? Weeping, weeping, writing to him under the guise of a Ciggity Jane. Oh my God. We've been getting all these That's disgusting, crazy. gross, dirty letters from him. And he thinks we're, he thinks we're, a, we're a beautiful woman when we're just two little boys. Did yeah, so so check, check this out. Like re read the nasty shit he was saying to us last time. And so I'll pull out, you know, a crumpled up letter or whatever and hand it to him. Actually what you expect. Okay. Why would someone even want someone to vomit on their chest? What the hell, dude? Well, never mind. I think you would know from those magazines. I mean, the vomiting, it, it's what triggers the vomiting that, you know, is what's special about it. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah. So we, we thought it might be him. I don't know. Dad said his name was Chuck. Maybe that's why he's called Chuck. The yeah, but I mean, if he would like seriously, if it was if it was this dude, I mean, he can't, you know, he's obviously pretty wordy in the letters. If it was really this Mr. Malone guy, you know, I mean, we would have got we would have gotten some kind of so, answer. So you wrote to this Mr. Malone. Did Mr. Malone write you back? Yeah, no, the oh, letter yeah. from Mr. Oh, Malone yeah. that we just showed you. Did you give him this address? We didn't. Sure, we didn't. Tom. Sure, you did. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. when you send a letter, you have to put the address that it gets sent from. I mean, duh. Duh, have oh, you yeah. ever heard of general delivery at a oh, post office? Yeah. 
Sorry, I was, I was distracted by how funny these letters are. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Okay. Genius. Well, it, it, was, it couldn't be him. He's in jail for life anyway, right? I mean, he's not getting out. Right, of because when you're a prisoner, you never know anyone who's on the outside. Mark, do you remember what he was in jail for again? Could it be for killing dumbasses? I might be in luck. Do we know what he was in jail for? I, I, I don't know. Murder. Oh, okay. Oh, just murder. Just, just slightly, oh. slightly yeah. first degree murder. But he only murdered the person because they deserved it. Yeah. As in, deserved it by tricking them into thinking that somebody actually liked them. And then, heartbreaker, how's that prison sentence going for you? Now you get tricked. He's not by getting out. Like he's in jail for life. He's never going to find out that Sadie Jane doesn't actually live at this address. You know? Heather, you can hear <laughs> the voice is getting a little louder in the other room. I've <laughs> crossed a line here, okay? go check out what's going on i don't think it's the guy you wrote to i think it's someone that guy knows and all that asshole had to do is open a phone book and call the house and say can i speak with sadie and probably mom said there is no sadie oh man what are y'all talking about but it was so funny it's so funny. Look what it led to. Good for you. You don't know that for sure. Yeah, for real. All right. Yeah. You guys are going to wake up mom and dad. Jesus, you're so loud. Look, these two morons wrote disgusting sexual fantasy letters to a prisoner with a return address. What is wrong with you two? Oh my God. I promise you it was really funny yeah. at the time. Yeah. Have you heard you of a guys... phone book? All he has to do is like look her up and see that she doesn't live here. He's in jail. They don't have phone books in jail, right? You guys uh, all do realize cups that they clink along the bars. Uh, you realize that you guys could sneak out to the barn at this time and have a, a real conversation. <laughs> hey, you guys want uh, to let's, let's go to the loft. Yeah, let's not distract any more attention. Look, why do we need to go to the barn? old gross guy is going to be gone in the morning we should just go to bed i'm going to get something from the kitchen i'll and then i'm going to just chill in my room i'm gonna have the door open try and keep tabs on things you all just lay low if you two mark and matt want to go to the barn cool and i'm just going to stay up during the night and tom i'm going to quietly go downstairs and get some butcher knives and a cleaver yeah Fuck yeah, I'm gonna get a cleaver too. Two knives and a, a butcher knife. There's only one butcher knife. A butcher knife and a cleaver. Okay. Maybe what a paring knife. What else will to be like a meat tenderizer? Is mom not into the whole Martha Stewart? Fish thing. knife. Yeah. Just uh, meat tenderizer. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian, you'll be able to hear things better from uh, from Mark and I's room. Um, it's right next door. Uh, we'll be able to see you from the. Uh, we'll be able to see the the window from the barn right that's more question for tom oh um yes you can see the barn from uh mark and matt's room okay so okay. uh you can't yeah, well, I'm, bring, I'm gonna bring a flashlight if anything happens man if anything weird goes on or anything or you need help just you know flash uh turn the light on or off or flash the flashlight you know and we'll, we'll okay we'll i will do that the, uh, the bay door on the loft open um 
yeah, I don't know. I'll grab a hammer or something from the, you know, from the barn when we get out there. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is totally fun, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I think we're all just going to be, you know, feel like idiots, you know, in the morning when this guy wakes up and, you know, beats it on down the line. But uh, well, my plan is by dawn, he's gone. So. All right. Yeah. So I think I'm going to make for the barn. Uh, Mark, are you coming tonight or? Yeah, I'll accompany. All right. Yeah, so I'm gonna head to the barn and uh, grab. You know, I mean, I'm sure we've got tools in there or whatever. So uh, I'll grab a hammer. I if there's one. Uh, okay. Yeah, and just kind of yeah, sit sure. up and start reading comic books in the uh, the loft of the barn there with the uh, you know the the like on the second story of a barn how they have the ones that you open up to put the hay in. Yes. Yes. You know, in the loft. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep we'll keep that open or something so we can see and uh, just periodically look up at the house to see if the lights are flashing like crazy at us okay tom can i just retcon one thing can i see if there's also a spare car keys in the kitchen like you everything drawer really yes yes go ahead and do a luck roll all right come on luck come on <laughs> it's a 91 okay <laughs> yeah no apparently dad's got him on his keychain in his in his next to his bed Oh, uh, well. All right. <clears throat> I would like you all to do con rolls. Oh, now you roll well. Okay. That's a fail. Extreme success. Fail. Fails? Okay. So, Brian. Um, you're sitting there. Uh, no, I actually was planning on standing. It's hard to fall asleep if you're standing. All right. Well, then do do your con roll. Do a penalty dice on your con roll because okay. you've been you went to school today. You were at school all day. But I'm a you know young man. But all this, so do I do? I just roll roll the die again, or yeah, just roll it again. See if it fails. Okay, and let me, I got to check the stats, checking stats, reading numbers. That's still a pass, went okay. from extreme to just a pass. Okay, well then we'll say that, you know, you stand there for a while thinking that that's a really great idea. Um, and then you lean on your bed. Oh, and fuck eventually oh, no. you just sat down on your bed. Oh, come and on. Uh, the longer you're sitting there, the more you're thinking that it's probably really stupid, but you're staying awake. Okay. Um, all the rest of you, you did, you failed your cons. Um, you try to stay awake in the excitement, but especially the twins, excitement tends to make you fall asleep. <laughs> you, you, uh, you eventually drift. So the two of you sort of fall asleep next to each other out in the barn and Heather manages after being restless for a bit to just fall asleep in her bed. Um, I'm just saying to myself, eyes on eagle. Okay, this could be a little gross, but Brian, yes, you uh, you you want to find something to keep you awake. Calculus, so, you can do it without papers. It's possible. Well, you do something that has prompts you to close your door. <laughs> 
Just exercising your arms, exercising your arms. Um, adolescent and, boys. Um, a few minutes after uh, you've done that. I'm tired um, for some reason. Hmm. You're, you're in your room. It's probably getting close to um, 11, maybe 11, 11, 15. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're in your room. Uh, the house is quiet. And then all of a sudden, um, something wakes you up rather abruptly. Uh, there is a. So I fell asleep eventually. Well, uh, you're not a. Oh, you're you're not completely alert, but you're you're awake, uh, sitting there. You've just finished, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, there is a loud bang, as if somebody dropped something heavy, on the floor. Um, there's some shuffling noises, and then there is a blood-curdling scream uh, that comes from down the hall, and you hear uh, footsteps running. You hear them run past your door and down the stairs. You can hear commotion going on downstairs. You hear uh, something in the kitchen uh, uh, pots and pans or silverware falling on the ground and and more screaming. And I run to my parents' room. With, well, not like this. This, this is all happening within a couple of seconds. Oh, so okay. you're, at the moment, you're just jumping up. Um, <clears throat> Heather, you also are awakened by this uh, terrifying screaming. Uh, and Matt and Mark out in the barn uh, it's loud enough that you guys are suddenly started awake by the sound. There's screaming, a woman screaming coming from the house. We recognize the scream. It wasn't me. It's not you, Holly, uh, uh, Heather. So there's only other one, one other woman in the house, your mom. Oh, um, Granny doesn't scream? Uh, no, probably not. Oh, but we not. heard it from the top. Yeah, okay. You heard it from just down the hall. Um, For, a, uh, for for the moment when the commotion is going on, you're all you all jump up in terror. Actually, you can all do sanity rolls. That's a pass. That's a fail. If you if you passed, uh, take one point of sanity damage. If you fail, uh, take one d three of sanity damage. One point. Ooh, that's a three. Right, um, you're all you're all shaken by the noise, but what's even more terrifying is the sudden silence that comes afterwards. What do you do, okay. Brian? You were saying you right. Um, now, all throughout the night, I was thinking, I was like, okay, if I hear anything, I'll first run to the room and I'll do the light three times. No, five times. No, three, three times, and and then I'll I'll tell them all that goes out the literally out of my mind i just run straight to my parents room and i'm not like you know like with the knife like oh are you okay but the knife is in my hand but okay. in a non-menacing way 
Do a dex roll. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that's how Brian lost his eye, because that's an 87. <laughs> okay. Um, Holly, uh, you hear Brian's door fling open, and you hear him run past your room towards your parents' room, and then there suddenly is a big thud as Brian slips in something and hits the ground right outside your door. Ow! Right. Um, so this whole situation has had me uneasy from the start, and I kept a can of Aquanet and my cigarette lighter at my bedside table ready. So I'm grabbing them and like running out the door like... Okay. <laughs> uh, I assume you'll turn your light on in yep. your room. You turn your light on and you open the door and Brian uh, is lying uh, just outside your door on the ground, um, cursing and trying to get up and he is covered in blood. Ew, Brian, what happened? <laughs> it's not mine. What? You can see that there's a trail going to your parents' room. Mommy? Mommy? Brody. Okay, get up, Brian. Get up. I'm going to help him uh -huh. up. And now I'm just like holding the knife like this. Like, <laughs> Mommy. Oh my God, who gave you a knife? Don't worry. Um, you guys could do sanity rolls again. Uh, Mark and Matt, what are you guys going to do? You've heard commotion coming from the house. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like mom, right? Yeah. Sounds like something, all right. All right. I grabbed a hammer. Um, I don't grab something out of dad's toolbox, man. Let's, uh, I don't know, grab the, uh, grab the wood chopping hatchet or something. Uh, sure. Is, is there one nearby, Tom? Sure. Awesome. All right. So, Mark, you have a you have a hatchet, and uh, Matt, you have what a hammer. Yeah. All right. And you're gonna head for the house. Yeah. All right. Glad they didn't both get hammers. They'd be the Hammer Brothers. All right. So you're heading for the uh, front door of the house, and um, Brian and Heather. Uh, Brian, you managed to stand up. Uh, what are you guys gonna do? Brian, I think you should go check out what's happening in mom and dad's room. Okay. You're the you, man of the house. You can go do that. You stay, you stay here. Yes, that's an excellent idea. I'm going to go check it out. And I'm trying to like man up, but it's totally voice cracking and I'm trembling and like, mommy, All right. mommy are you okay? You get to the door, which is open, and you look inside. Um, do you turn the light on? Yes. All right. Flip the light on. There's blood everywhere. There's blood all over the bed. And laying next to the bed on your father's side is a body. And it's been skinned. So it's, you can do a sanity roll. And, and Heather, you can see... Life. Brian is shaken to his core as he's standing there. Brian, what is it? Brian! Brian! I pass that, by the way. All right, take uh, 1d4 points of damage. Roger. Come on, plate boo. Four. Oof. Brian, what's happening? I think God, don't come in here. 
All right, yeah, Mark and Mark and Matt, you arrive at the front door, um, and you open it, and you go in. Nobody locks their doors in the country. Um, Wait, a minute. Uh, I could have come in through the front door earlier that night. He told you I, you couldn't jump. I off. told you you could jump off the roof. Um, all right, you come in through the front door into the foyer. Uh, you move forward towards the um, the stairs. Do a spot hidden for me. Uh, I'm going to spend six points of luck to make it a pass. Okay. And that's a fail for me. Okay. Uh, so, Matt, as you get to the stairs, uh, you start to go up. Mark, you look over into the kitchen and you can see that there is silverware and stuff all over the floor um, and the butcher block has a number of knives missing from it. Matt, what happened in the kitchen? I like tug on a slave. Mom! Dad! Uh, Brian and Heather, you hear the, guy, the boys from downstairs. Heather, make sure they don't come in here. Tom... The skinless form, is it male or female in general physique? Uh, it's a man about the size of your father. Okay. And mama? No mom. No, like, bloody footprints or anything like that? Or Now that you look, there are bloody footprints going running down to... to the stairs. Running, running down the hall towards the stairs. Okay. Uh, do, should I roll to see if I have the wherewithal to grab a pause shotgun? You just tell me you want to grab it. If you... I want to grab the shotgun and shells. All right. Load it. Um, it's, it's locked up. What are you going to do? Are you going to break glass? Probably. Yes. All right. You break the glass and you grab the shotgun and the shells. All right. Load it up. Okay. And... Uh, Growing up in Oklahoma on a farm, I assume I know at least proper, you know, how to point yeah. a gun and also not to like, hey, Heather, it's good to see right. you. Like, you know, not to do that. Okay. We'll assume that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I am going to, nah, fuck it. There's blood on me. Whatever. Bloody Brian coming down the hall with a shotgun. Okay, so Heather, you see, you see him uh, coming at you with a shotgun. He's not pointing it at you, but he's as pale as pasteurized milk. He's... What happened, Brian? What's, uh, I've what, closed the door happened? behind me. Okay. What? What? Dad's dead. What? He's dead. Where's mom? It looks like she ran out of there, and here's the thing. I'm not joking. None of this is a joke. Dad's been skinned, head to toe. You watch too many movies, Brian. Look, we need to go make sure Matt and Mark don't come up here in all of this mess. And we should probably go check on Granny. Matt and Mark, uh, you're probably coming up the stairs. Uh, and as you're coming up the stairs, you start to notice blood on the stairs. Looks like a foot footprints. They get more, um, more pronounced as you go up the stairs. 
I'm I'm not joking. Dad's been skinned. Uh, what? We're right. We're right outside my bedroom. So, like, what about the gross guy? Is he still in his room? No, the door is open. I'm gonna go into the guest bedroom real quick. Is the briefcase still there? No. Briefcase gone. The the suitcase is gone. Where's okay. the phone? I have an idea. No, I'm gonna man up, take charger. Matt, you call the police. Mark, check on Granny. Heather, just keep an eye on the twins. I'm gonna go to the bathroom and try and clean myself a bit. Especially Wait, if the police are coming. Where's mom? I don't know. I think the guy took her. Mom! I'm going to head down the stairs and go for the phone, but I'm calling out for mom and trying to follow these footprints too. Um, if I, if, if I can, or if they don't get too faint before the window, before I get to the, uh, the phone. They, they, they get faint before you get to the bottom of the stairs. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to call 911. All right. You pick up the phone and it is dead. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mark, what are you doing? Uh, yes, completely chilled to the bone from what I think's happened. Uh, I'm going to follow Big Brother Brian's instruction and go to Grandma Matilda's room, see if she's okay. Okay. Uh, I think Matt and Mark need to do sanity rolls. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. That's another fail. And, oh, that's an extreme success. <laughs> okay. If you succeed, just take one point of damage. You didn't really see anything yet. And uh, if you fail, just take two. And uh, Heather, uh, what were you going to do? Are you heading? To I was sink? going downstairs with the twins. Okay. So uh, Matt has run for the phone. Mark and Heather are heading for uh, Grandma's room. Brian, what are you doing? Uh, we're going to wash Now that I've face. given everyone something to do, I'm going to go look to see if uh, Dad's car keys are still nearby okay so you're gonna go back into the room where dad is yeah all right so you do that um oh matt you get to the phone and you realize immediately the phone line's been cut um uh mark and heather are walking uh towards grandma's room yes uh mark and heather do a listen roll Uh, yes, on the dot, 25 out of 25. Okay. Mark and Heather, as you are approaching Grandma's door, you hear a very strange sort of noise coming from her room, almost as if she were going, ah, 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 over and over again, rhythmically. I'm going to open the door. Like Mark, just All right. hang back. You swing open the door as Matt is coming up behind you guys. Uh, yeah, guys, the phone's dead. Uh, I, I don't have to do. We need to get out of here. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to check on Granny, okay? Yeah, okay. Get, get her. Let's go. You, you open up the door, and there is this man who seems to look very much like your father. 
except that he's got blood on him. He's standing over your grandmother and he has this strange box thing in his hand and there are wires coming out of it and attaching to your grandmother around her head and her chest. And he's doing things to it. And your grandmother is sort of screeching out in agony as he's doing this to her. What do you guys do? Dad, Dad, what are you doing? It turns and it looks at you. And you can see that it's something wearing your father's skin as it, as it looks at you. You can do a sanity roll again. <laughs> All three of you. Uh, yes, that's a hard pass. That's a third fail in a row. All right. Okay. Bring on if the you, loss. If you failed, do an intelligence roll. If so, you... Oh. Uh, if you pass, uh, do a 1d4. One. Yeah, one time I pass. <laughs> That's your intelligence. Uh, roll a 1d8, Heather. Okay, I passed the intelligence roll. Okay, you also roll a 1d8. What did you get, Heather? Six. That's five. Okay. Um, Heather, uh, what you're going to do is, uh, well, let's see, roll another 1d8, and I'll tell you what it is. You have a psychosomatic uh, reaction. Um, for, for just a moment, you, you feel like you've gone blind. You can't bear to see what's going on. So you sort of back away with your eyes, your hand over your eyes. Uh, Mark, uh, Matt, what did you see you got? I got five. You got five. All right. Uh, 1d4. That's a three. Uh, three, you start to scream. Ah! That's a good one. As you see it. Uh, Mark, uh, you passed. Yeah, I only, I only took one sanity damage. Oh, okay. So you're <laughs> you're seeing a man torturing your grandmother. Uh, Brian, you're upstairs and you hear them all screaming downstairs. What do you do? I uh, abandon my intelligent idea of looking for car keys, and I ready the shotgun and I go towards the source of the screaming. Okay, you run down the stairs and you see them standing next to the door to grandma's uh, room. And they're, they've been startled and they're, they're screaming, uh, but it'll take you a round or so to get down there. Um, okay. uh, the man turns towards you and uh, he makes a very strange noise as he sort of uh, roars at you. Is it to me um, or to them? Or? No, at them. Okay. Um, and he he almost lunges at you without he doesn't actually move towards you because he's busy torturing grandma. Um, and he looks like he's going to try to kill grandma. What do you guys do? How long does the blindness last? Uh, the blindness is gonna is gonna last uh, 
actually two rounds. Okay. Okay. Bum rush the fucker. Um, Matt, you're screaming. That's going to last just one round. But uh, Mark, what do you want to do? You're you're being the first one to act. Uh, Considering how close Mark is to Granny and the fact that he only took one point of sanity damage, I think he's going to run and hack at the wires. Nice. So I'm going to try that, I guess. You've got the axe, right? Yeah. You're going to hack it. Well, you'd have to almost jump over the bed to hack at the wires, but you'd hack at the man. Hack attack, dude. Yeah, the man's the closest thing, so he'll he'll hack at the man, I think. Here's Johnny. Do a um do a, a brawl pull. This would be and this will be interesting. No 79, that's a huge fail. Oh no, grandma. Okay. Uh you you swing at him and he manages to uh, get out of the way. Uh, but as he does, he realizes that some of you are armed. Um, he drops the box on the ground and he dashes to the window, the opposite end of the room, and just smashes through it as if it were not important. And he just leaps out the window and disappears uh, into the darkness. Um, the box hits the floor and begins to vibrate and Granny starts one long Nice do. Now now you can get to the wires. Am I there? Yeah, you get to the door and you see the guy jump through the window and you see what looks like you don't know what. Grandma Granny all hooked up to wires. I'm just going to try and grab the box and just chuck it to the other side of the room. Okay. Um, that's fairly easy. You grab it, you fling it to the other side of the room. Uh, it hits the wall and it kind of sparks. Very strange looking. It, it doesn't seem to be like what you'd expect. It's not made out of metal or, or wood. Um, it's not made out of skin, is it? Well, it's oh. got a kind of a softness to it when you hit it, but in any case, it's it's, someone's face it's all what? torn out of grandma. And grandma immediately begins to sort of try to calm her her breathing. And her eyes are quite wide as she's looking at you. Uh, and she's looking around like to see where the thing is. Grandma, where's where's mom? Have you seen mom? And, and uh, you can see her shake her head no, but uh, she you keeps know, looking at the window. Do you know who that guy was? What he was? She looks at Mark and she, she, she tries to, you know, can, tries to get him some information. She looks at Mark and she looks over at the, uh, the books on her shelf. She looks at Mark she looks at the books on the shelf and tries to motion for you to go over to the books on the shelf. Uh, yeah, I'll go over and follow her eye line and just okay. run my finger you down point, the levels. And then she, she gives you a, a yes. And you pull, you pull out the book that's there. It's a story that you've read to her before. Um, do a spot hidden note for me. 
is the book title Ballad of the Flim Flam Man? Uh, regular pass. Okay. Uh, when you do that, you notice that there is something behind the books. Um, and it looks like an old uh, cigar case or a, you know, a cigar box. So it's a box you can stash stuff in. And she's like giving you the yes, yes, bring that. Yeah, I'll reach in, grab it, and bring it over there. Okay. Open it. All right. You open it, and there are three things. There is a small journal. There is an odd-looking glass cube, and there is a very strange-looking object uh, that... It's, it's almost beyond description. I'll show you in a, in a moment. Um, well, I'll show you now. Uh, the crystal or the, the, the glass thing looks like this. Oh, wow. Whoa. And the very, very strange object looks like this. And it's about the size of a handgun. She's got a blaster. Okay. Uh, who wants to read the journal? Um, she, when you, when you pick up the journal and look at it, she sort of motions for you to keep turning the pages and then she gives you a yes to read the page. Mm -hmm. If no one else wants to, I'll read. Whatever you want. How about Mark, since he's the one who that got the sense. book? Uh, sure, right. yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. All right. Can you read that? This is the page. Yes. It was in the spring of 1918 that the worst of it occurred. We knew we were getting close to the nest. Our sweet Kenneth had been replaced by one of the things and we wanted revenge. It was late afternoon when we found them huddled together in the basement of the Miskatonic Science Building. They were busy constructing their infernal overmind machine. All they needed was the quantum data cube. Two of them were torturing Kenneth's brain for information when we burst into the room and started firing with the organic lightning gun. The first volley managed to blast the head off of one, if you can call it a head. The others turned to attack, but we had them trapped. Michael lobbed a Molotov at the group and everything burst into flames. We closed the steel doors and listened to their buzzing screams for five minutes before getting the hell out of there and alerting the school to the fire. In the end, everything got covered up and no one suspected us at all. We had made a mutual pact that we would hide and keep the Q-Cube a secret. If the creatures ever got it again, it would be the end of us all. Should we should we go after him? I mean, apparently we have a lightning gun now. Yeah. Uh, Granny, how, how do you work this uh, pea shooter here? She sort of rolls her eyes like, how can I explain it to you? <laughs> well, look, Okay, all, all, I say, Grandma, do you think Mom is still alive? She, she gives you sort of a, a sad look on her face like she has no idea. She doesn't know that Dad's dead. I tell her. As far as you know. Well, wait, well, hold on. She would know because she just saw the thing wearing his skin. Well, yeah, she, I guess she would know. Yeah, so she knows. So, uh, look, Grandma, I she... want to make sure the thing is still not hanging around outside. 
It ran out the door, didn't it? We should go look for it. Went out the window. Hold on, hold on. Grandma, I have a shotgun. Can't I just shoot that cube and we're good? And she gives you a no. Fuck. Sorry. All right. I uh, give my uh, butcher knives to Heather saying, you need to arm yourself. I have my Aquanet and my cigarette lighter. I'm good, Brian. And you're sassy, apparently. Uh, Mark, are you any, uh, I don't know, Mark, are you any good with, uh, with, with uh, shooting stuff or aiming guns or anything like that? Barely holding a gun. It's bigger than me. I'll, I'll, I'll hold the cube. I know that it's not to get touched by anyone other than us. I guess I'll grab the lightning gun then. Um, I'm going to go outside and look for the thing. Are you sure? You two stay safe. You're going to stay here? Where, where are you going to go? I'm, I don't know. I, I think we should all stay together. Um, all right. We're going to stay yeah. together. Then, then plan B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to... We're, we're, we're leaving. We're going to the uh, police station. We'll, we can't tell them aliens and shit like that. They'll lock us up and think we're crazy. We just say that uh, dad brought home uh, I don't know, like a hitchhiker or something and he went nuts, killed dad, and mom's missing. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, all right. Let's get Grammy in, Grammy in the car. Um, they, you have the keys? Where's the keys? I'm going to go downstairs and look for him. We are downstairs. The kitchen. There should be a, uh, another set in the everything drawer. All right. Everybody All right. do uh, listen rolls. What? <clears throat> listen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's a pass. Deal. I don't hear anything. Okay. Epic fail. Heather and Matt, um, you hear a car coming down the road, a truck. It's Rick, about 1130. Hey, Perfect. Uh, I have a way for us to get out of here. Let's go. Get Granny. Get Granny in the wheelchair. Uh, uh, okay. Sure. I'm going to like run out, run out of the house and like wave for the truck to, you know, stop. Okay. It stops over by the silo, which is where you usually meet Rick when you're going to sneak out. Um, he sees you waving and he immediately gets out of the truck and starts walking in your direction. Rick, um, we got to go. We got to go right now. Let's go. Get the, you got the keys? We got to go. What's what's going on? I, I don't he's, even have time to explain. There was this hitchhiker. Like, Dad brought this gross, ugly, awful man home. And then all of a sudden, like... I don't know. My mom's gone. My dad's dead. Granny's, I don't know. Granny's, Granny's like she always is. We got to go. As you are telling him this, you're still about 10 feet away from him. Something comes out of the sky to your right and pounces on him. The thing looks like almost impossible to describe, like a flying lobster. Uh, It pounces on uh, Rick, and you hear Rick yell as the thing suddenly lifts him up into the air 
and you see it go up about a hundred feet and then it drops Rick. Oh. You see Rick come falling yeah. down and hit the ground as the thing flies over to your barn and lands on the barn looking down at you. I'm screaming, Rick! Rick! Do a sanity roll for that. Guess you're going to have much sanity left by the end of this. Ooh, yes, I actually passed that. <laughs> you didn't like it that much, I guess. Um, you can, you can do a one d four. Mark, funny. Rick rolled. All right. So, and uh, the rest of you probably saw this as you came out of the house. Yeah, if we were we were pushing that uh, granny along in the wheelchair, so we're probably who, just making it out to the porch. Who picked up the uh, the organic lightning gun? Uh, I, I did. Okay, Matt. Um, when you pick up the gun, and you see that it sort of can be held like a gun, but it's squishy. It's it's definitely not made out of metal or plastic or anything like that. Your hands, your fingers sort of sink into it a little bit. And you realize that tendrils have moved along your arm and wrapped themselves around your, your forearm and sort of attached the gun to your hand. Um, you also feel a little lightheaded and a little um, light almost like for your moment you're in kind of a dream state um, and then you sort of come to your senses you don't exactly know how the gun works there doesn't seem to be a trigger but you have a funny feeling that you know the point and shoot okay uh granny could this thing reach the barn or could this thing reach the barn from here um she looks up at you like she hasn't got a, uh, any idea Okay, I'm going to take a round to aim. Okay. Mega Man style. You You're aim, aiming it up at the, at awesome. the barn? Yeah. All right. Uh, do a uh, do a, a firearms roll. A hand, like a hand. Tendril advantage? All right, I'm going to spend the 15 luck to give myself success. Okay. So um, there is a moment when the thing on your arm and your hand sort of glows blue. And then there is a discharge. Uh, lose two magic points and roll a sand roll. And a bolt of lightning shoots out of the, uh, the machine and hits the barn and the creature on top of it um, and ignites the barn on fire. So that was a barn, fail, by the way. That was a fail? All right. It, um, you suddenly feel weak and dizzy um, as if something has been drained out of you to charge the, the gun. Oh, shit. Uh, but you see that it, it did it. The noise was actually also quite loud, like a thunderclap. So you're all a little stunned. But the creature uh, fl immediately flies away. Uh, it looks like you injured it a little bit. Uh, a little? That was lightning. Yeah. Fuck. 
Um, oh, because it's a lobster and has a carapace. carapace. Brian, do a. I'll give you a choice: spot hidden or listen. What? I'll do no. Let me see what the numbers are. Sorry, I got to stop doing that joke. Sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, we're gonna go with listen. Okay. Okay. Going for the listen. Damn, I kind of jinxed myself there. That's a major fail. Okay. Get back to you in a moment. Uh, Mark and Heather, what are you guys doing? Approaching Rick's body. Okay, you're running over to Rick? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wheeling uh, Nanny over to the car. Towards the car? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Heather, when you get to Rick, he's not dead. But he's pretty badly injured. Probably a couple of broken legs, and right, uh, right, right. Um, and he starts to, to yell, ah! you know, in, in agony. Okay, it, it's going to be okay. Where where are the keys to the truck? We're gonna we're all gonna get out of here. We're gonna go to the hospital. Where are the keys? They're in the truck. <laughs> why, would, why would you ever take them out? <laughs> yeah. So the engine's running, correct? He left the car running. No, he out? he turned it off and parked okay. it. Um, all right. So as you guys are kind of distracted with that going on, Brian, you're standing there watching the scene, and before you can react, mm -hmm. you hear something running across the grass behind you, okay. uh, coming up behind you, and you barely have enough time really don't have a ton enough time to react for hearing it. Um, what's your dex? Oh, I'm sure it's awesome. I'm a, you know, I'm a spry young boy, Tom. Remember? Okay. Um, my dex is 70. Okay. Um, roll for dex. Rolling for dex. Hang on. The one under the cube. Can I spend three luck? Oh, wait. No, wait, that, no, yes, three luck, please. Yes, and then I'll pass. All right, so you want to pass. All right, you wheel around when you hear this coming up right behind you, um, and it is your mother. Her hair is frizzed out. Um, she's got a crazed look in her face, and she has a carving knife, which she swings at you, as she screams. Okay. Yeah, like, Mom, are you you? She misses. Well, are you going to try to dodge it? or? <laughs> well, yes, of course. No, Mom, are you you? Ow, stop, Mom. Well, no, you can back can't. with that shotgun. I mean, you, you can dodge. Yeah, so I'm going to like tuck and roll out of the way and then come up aimed like general direction of Mom be like, are you you? What was my favorite song as a child? She's not talking. She's crazed out of her mind, and she's just trying to attack you, and and screeching like like a mad woman. Fuck. Yeah, go ahead and shoot. Watch. She's not like chained. She's not a lobster person. Do a do a shotgun roll, or a... Yes, sir. Sorry, mom. You wire dialed her. Okay. Uh, hang on. I just gotta look it up. Do do do. I have one screen. 
shotgun is that just firearms uh, firearms uh well shotgun yeah there's handgun and there's uh shotgun rifle i have a 25 which i'm gonna argue against because i'm an oklahoma boy but it says 25 and i rolled a 40. okay so you fire the shotgun but it misses and goes past her um when the shotgun goes off everybody hears it obviously and uh, you see Brian is just shot at your mother. Uh, but mom seems to be out of her mind. Um, she's still swinging this uh, knife. Is her skin saggy? It's dark. You guys are outside. Hold on. Okay. Um, I'm going to still try and reason with her. Okay. So you're backing away as she's swinging the knife at you and you're trying to talk to her. Yeah. Um, Ooh, and I got something to share real quick. Do a, do a persuade. Okay. What date did you say it was exactly? Uh, May 5th, right? Yeah. The moon was a waning gibbous. It's dark out. There's clouds. It's dark. Yeah, out. yeah, I get it. I'm not good at persuading. Okay, she doesn't seem to hear you. She's, she's. You'd almost say insane, um, okay. but you're able to kind of keep away from her. She stops for a moment, holds the knife like she's trying to defend herself. Um, in the meantime, um, you guys can all do spot hiddens. Okay. Not, not you, Brian. Regular pass. Fail. Okay. Uh, Matt, you got regular? You see the thing flying. That was actually Mark, I believe, that oh. uh, got the regular. Mark, you see the thing flying overhead. How big is it? Maybe eight feet. Um, oh, that's horrifying. Uh, well, at this point, I'm, I'm, I've, I'd say it's, I've just about made it over the car, so I'll open the passenger side and try with all my strength to lift her in. Okay. Um, do you warn anybody that this thing is? Oh, yeah, amongst all the hysterics. I'll be pointing up and yelling. Okay. So Matt and Heather, you see where he's pointing. Okay. Um, where is it flying towards anybody in particular? Is it swooping around? You'd almost guess that it's trying to look for a way that it can get in and kill you all. And we're just out in the open. Yeah, kind of. How high Unless you want to retreat us, to the house. Is it? Looks like it's about a hundred feet up. Hmm. Okay. And you can see it against the waning gibbous moon as it flies by. Yeah. Come on, this is cool. Okay. Um, so the the silo, the grain silo. Um, uh -huh. it, there's a. Is there a? Is the gate open at the bottom of it? Sure. Yeah. Okay, and there's no grain in it because I can see that the fields are very empty and barren. Okay. Um, it's in there. The your your cube. It's in there. The, the, it, it's buried in that thing. 
And then I'm gonna yeah. uh, see if it goes in, and if it does, I'm gonna fish in a barrel it with my Mega Man gun. Do do a luck roll. Man, that is smart. Can't spend luck on a luck roll, so let's hope that. Uh... Yeah. All right. All right. When you say that, the thing wheels around and heads towards the silo. Um, they're usually windows way up high, aren't they, on silos? Um, you you see it head for that, and it goes into the into the window on the silo and disappears inside. Okay, so I'm gonna run up to the gate then and uh, try to blast it like fish in a barrel. Okay. Um, let's see. Go ahead and do a shot roll, and I will do a dodge roll. You rolled all zeros, right, Tom? Okay, I'm gonna spend um, another. Okay, I'm gonna spend uh, an 18 luck to give myself a hard success. Okay. Um, you hit it. Um, I will let you spend up to five magic points. You're starting to get a feel for the gun. Um, uh, spend five. You can roll a five ten-sided dice. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, four. Right. We might have lobster for dinner. One, nine. Okay, so four, one, nine. That's fit. 14. Six. 20. You're up to 20. Okay. And another five. 25. All right. Um, you fire, and uh, with the, the fact that you're in a metal silo, uh, it not only hits the creature, but it sort of bounces around the walls and hits it multiple times, doing 25 points of damage. Um, the creature bursts into flame. Um, there's a horrible, um, like, bacon <sighs> smell as the creature falls out of the top of the, the silo and hits the ground inside the silo. Uh, it, it twitches for a moment and uh, then stops moving, uh, but it's, it's in flames. Uh, I think I got it. I just hope that was the only one. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay there and kind of keep my lightning fused hand thing on it. All right. Um, Mark has managed to get Granny into the car. Heather, uh, are you trying to help Rick? Or move yeah, I'm going to try to load him in the back of the truck so he can lay out flat. Okay, so you're you're pulling him that way. Uh, Brian, uh, you're watching as Matt has effectively killed the creature. The barn is on fire. Do um, we have animals? No. Where's mom? Uh, and mom, mom is fighting with Brian. Yeah, mom's Still. trying to kill her firstborn son. Family issues. <laughs> um, do, a, do a luck roll, Brian. Oh, please. My luck rolls have sucked. That's a pass. Okay. Mom drops the knife, uh, starts screaming, and she runs off into the field, just waving her arms and screaming. I chase after and be like, Mom, 
we're okay. It's dead. We got it. Eventually, she becomes exhausted and stops, and you come up behind her, and she acts kind of like a, a wild animal who's been trapped, but she can't really do any more fighting with you. You're strong enough that you can sort of overpower her. Um, and then she kind of breaks down and realizes that you're okay, but ah. she's, she's still kind of out of her mind. Um, I assume that you guys are all gonna get the fuck out of there. Yep. So absolutely. You you manage to get back to the car. You manage to leave. Uh, get your mom help, which she will need. Some of you will probably need some help. Oh, and... I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got a gun fused to their arm. Yeah, and am I able to drop that? Or is uh, that you are able to extract it. You pull on the gun and it sort of slowly lets go. Um, That's awesome. Granny conveys to you the importance of not leaving it behind or getting rid of it um and no, we're taking it all the cube the uh the weird gun the cube and that weird object and that's the end of our story so, nicely done that was um, fun so well survived grandma used to belong to her own little investigation group years and years ago and they managed to uncover an incursion at Miskatonic University of the Migo uh, who were trying to do something. They, uh, they managed to kill the Migo and steal their equipment. Um, for the last 40 years, uh, the Migo have been searching and tracking and trying to find that group. And they finally tracked down Granny Matilda uh, to hear. So they were looking for her. Um, the Miko uh, had already tried to impersonate somebody. And when they encountered your dad, uh, they kind of mind controlled him. So he really wasn't in control. Uh, and the creature figured it would just wait until the right moment. Um, it attacked mom and dad. Uh, dad tried to defend himself and it killed dad. And then it decided to switch skins in case something else. Happened. Mom went crazy and, tried and, and ran from the house. Uh, she ran into the kitchen to grab a weapon and, uh, and then just ran off into the field and eventually tried to come back. She saw Brian and thought that, that was maybe the creature and tried to attack him. Um, and the rest of it is pretty much exactly what you guys did. Now, you all had secrets. Uh, yeah. We found out what Matt and Mark's secret was with their uh, dirty little uh, <laughs> letter writing campaign. You guys are gross. Um, Heather, what was your secret? I was hiding meth in the barn for Rick, who also owed about $500 to his dealer. And Brian. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I'm a good kid. <laughs> I don't get into fights or anything. Actually, I do get into fights. And I stole $500 from Rick's truck. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's and awesome. When I said earlier I was trying to help someone from making a bad decision is I know how guys think. And I didn't want Heather running off 
with Rick. And it's hard to run away when you don't have cash. Also, I wanted the money. But all those altruistic things are also true. That's glorious. So uh, how, um, I mean, mechanically with the lightning gun, it's, you know, uh, 1d10 per magic point spent. Uh, was that overkill or like how? Uh, no, know? that's that's pretty much what they do. The problem is, is if you go over five magic points, there's a good chance the gun will explode. Oh, <laughs> they should have that in writing on the side. Warning. It is written on the side, but it's written in Nico. Oh, so that's right. Can't okay. read it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and finish up. We can talk afterwards. Our players included Holly Buto, Howard Freeze, Mark Anthony, and Will Lodgson, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up a private game, and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listening experience. Uh, we provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for them. Uh, download Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just follow to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the call of the Blue Bowl playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.